The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. Everybody wants, every single time, hands down, big black dick. And Paula. I'm only using this on myself. I'm not sharing it with anyone. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. Welcome, welcome to The Ugly Truth. I always sound like I'm asking a question. Are you welcome? Welcome to The Ugly Truth? Is is, is this The Ugly Truth? <laughs> welcome to The Ugly Truth, episode 96. Thank you, listeners, for downloading our show, you 301 people. No, <laughs> Every Monday, it's more than 301. Every Monday. No, there's more than that. But we do thank you for your downloads. Welcome. It is the uh, second week of January 2015. Great, great. I feel like every time I do that, there should be like a panel of three people like holding up numbers, like, you know, rating eight, eight nine, I give it an eight point seven this week. Oh yeah, yeah, you'd be a Carrie Bradshaw who you'd have to do the point <laughs> halves or whatever. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Remember in Sex in the City when she got asked to sit on the panel to judge the fireman competition? Oh yes in Long Island. And so she kept giving one like everyone like eight and a half, seven and a half, you know, nine and she a half. She couldn't just give him a whole right. number. So the guy he's like, What's with the half? She's like, I don't know. Sometimes a girl needs a half. That's true. <laughs> so. Sometimes you do need a little bit of extra. Okay, so I haven't mentioned this to you before because it's kind of like I'm not ashamed. Okay. But I know that you know, in our family, we're, we're quite morbid in general. We're, we're fairly morbid people. Very, and I very. blame my mother. For, I blame our mother for that. Yeah, I don't think dad. She's, yeah, you know what? Dad doesn't like gross things. I remember one time I was watching a surgery show and he walked in and he's like, oh, God, and he just turned around and <laughs> yeah, he couldn't stomach it. I don't know why I have this unusual fascination with the industry of death. You know, mo- you know, mausoleum type, you know, cemetery workers, things like of that. Mine's with pus, like open wounds. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm after all of that. Kill somebody. You know, that's the part that interests me. And I always thought I could do embalming, or you You know, I could work work at a uh, you know a cemetery. You should be a. um, What do they call those things? Forensic pathologist, like the people who work in a coroner. 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 Yeah, I don't want to do autopsies or anything like that. That kind of bothers me. I think I'd like that. Okay, so my point is, is that I came across this blog and i know blogs are super you know 2000 we don't do that anymore now it's all about podcasting and twitter i know that was so latte ago it was just so long ago but there i came across this blog about six months ago and i have i'm just incapable of not reading it every time he posts a new post i know which one i think you told me about this did I? Is this Confessions where... of a Funeral? No, it's Confessions oh, of a Funeral Oh, I thought director. it was the one where you were looking at pictures of people posing with dead people. I have looked at the those black photos. and white ones on Pinterest yes, or they're something. they're frightening and creepy. But it was like a trend in the death industry to pose your loved ones in lifelike positions so that you could remember them because... People couldn't afford to get pictures taken. And so when someone passes away, they're like, well, this is it. This is our last chance. And, you know, the photos of like a child passing away and forcing the living siblings 
to pose with their dead sibling. Yeah, really. That's... Their faces, they're mortified. <laughs> they're I'm like sure they are. Mortified. They're all, wow, they all, you look like someone just died. <laughs> I can't even imagine how petrifying that must be for, for anybody. I don't care who, maybe a mother and a baby, but other than that, my God, I'd be like, you know what? Pass. I'm not doing it. I, I didn't like Timmy that much anyway. But no, this blog is called Confessions of a Funeral Director, and it's basically the inside scoop on what it's like to be that's working in a funeral home very poor choice of words <laughs> the inside well, scoop oh ew, <laughs> you're right Bruce. but the reason that i'm i'm just incapable of not going to it whenever he posts something new i can't help myself and i go there and it's some very fascinating information about the funeral industry the death industry i i call well, did it did you watch six feet under when it was on hbo i was obsessed right. with that show because I, I mean I there were it. certain facets of that show where he would use like tuna cans or things like that to like Whatever. recreate like cheekbones and all sorts you know he says it's literally like you're rebuilding a face like it's a, it's like being an artist almost well it's very artistic especially the part where they're trying to create you know for viewings and stuff right. you know they have to try to make them look so it was just really interesting how when they're in school, they have to literally recreate a face with clay and then they have to put makeup on it and make it look as realistic as possible because that's basically if, if a loved one's in a car accident and they demand a viewing or something, I mean, you've got to try to recreate. And so I'm thinking, and then I saw another one where they show you step-by-step -step embalming procedures and it's like, you know, if you're queasy, please don't look at this because it's a real embalming. So I was mm. watching it. I'm like, you know what? I think I could do it. But every once in a while, they have a, a blog post where they talk about having to preserve babies or young children. That would be hard. Actually, this specific writer doesn't do them. His grandfather does them because he can't do them. It's too hard because he has a four-year-old. And he's like, well, I can't good to know that they have like limits or things like that. Well, they're still human. Exactly. And so I'm re but what happens is I'll be going through this and I'll be reading and I'll be scouring. And then pretty soon it's been like two hours and I've been <laughs> entrenched in this morbid subject matter. And I'm like, OK, I need to stop right now and back out of this. I'm going to a really dark place. What is happening? You were you, you clicked the two clicks from YouTube, didn't you? Two clicks from YouTube, and there I'm watching <laughs> weird things and gross things watching that you would never admit to anyone. Or something. God, I did not see that. I no, I refused I to think. see things like that. But that triggered me to the point where I'm like, you know, that would be the the thing that would probably not allow me to be in the death industry is the myriads of youth and babies that you would have to take care of. I couldn't, well, see, I couldn't I do it. I always thought this, the same thing about nursing. Cause I always, I could never be a nurse. I always thought it, I would probably be okay at being a nurse, but I don't know. then I'm just like, I wouldn't be able to work with babies and, and have one pass because that would yeah. crush me. I have, well, you and I both probably, we have a lot of friends who are in the medical industry, nurses, mm -hmm. and they are, I mean, the more you learn about just even a fraction of what they do during a really hectic, crazy day, I'm like, I'm out. I could never do it. I admire those people, nurses specifically. I mm -hmm. admire them very much for what they endure in one day. Right. It's crazy. Crazy. Anyway, so yes, I'm morbid. I read a blog from 
a mortician's point of view. For a fellow morbidities, what is the name of this blog that you read? You can so. just Google it. It's Confessions of a Funeral Director. And he has like 65,000 followers on Facebook. He's super popular. A well, lot of clearly students. clearly you're not the only freak in the world. There's I, please, 65 I'm other so, plus. The thing is, though, is that most of his followers are people who are in school learning how to do this. So I'm kind of like an outsider. I don't talk or post <laughs> so comments So you pretend like, yeah, um, my professor said something the other day about that. Wasn't that interesting? Yeah, no. I, they're like, I they're like. Go ahead, Jane Minor. We know you're not actually in, in class or in you know, studying you? this. Freak. What is this, you weirdo? Yeah, <laughs> you're the only weird one here. No. So. Well, yeah, because studying to become it isn't weird. <laughs> I, you know what? I just, it takes a very special kind of human to be in those industries where you're dealing with incredibly monumental phases of a person or family's life. Birth, death divorce, crime, whatever, the these huge events in people's lives, it takes a very strong person to do that. And I then there's I want to say that are I, doing things that are terribly boring. Like I think about someone yeah. who does like pathology or like DNA and and stuff. I'm it's like tedious work. I'm like that would drive me insane. If I had to do something like like that, where I was like counting molecules or something, <laughs> I would want to rip my skin off. Right? I would not be able to do it. I, I know. Not. I wouldn't. It would drive me insane. I wouldn't be able to do anything like that. But there that. are those who do. Thank you, people, who are who can do the tedious work of those who would rather die so than do that. Speaking of counting molecules, it sounds like you and uh, producer Dub drank most of yours away over the last weekend. Well... I didn't. Oh, okay. But someone did. Last weekend, Daryl and I were invited and we were, it was so generous of them to invite us. Daryl's father and his wife invited us to Napa. She owns a wine store in Reno and it does very, very well. And the Napa wineries love her. And so there was a very, there's a very lovely winery who has a private farm home uh, that they uh, use to cater to their clients. Nobody lives there and that you can't rent it out. So it's right off of the Silverado Trail, which is a very nice part of Napa oh. over by St. Helena. Oh, it's okay. this beautiful restored farmhouse. The floors are like this deep walnut brown and everything wow. is it's the home must be worth I mean, it's worth millions. It's sure. a unbelievable. It sounds home. like a and place you just want to spend like, you know, every sunset at oh my god you know. it has this glorious pool area a fire pit a guest house a pool house i mean it See, was why can't i have things like that that's what i don't understand i know it well the thing is i is want that them it, <laughs> i just we deserve them i, I want mean. them I, I i want it to happen I've, I was looking around and I felt like they could shoot movies here. Like, it's so pristine. Everything is so pristine. This huge wraparound deck. Do they do wedding events there? Or? Well, there's a barn in uh, on the property that's been completely renovated. On the outside, it looks like it's built in like 1875. But the inside is modern and beautiful. It's a dub it's a two-story barn wow. with this amazing lighting fixture. It's it's you could definitely have huge events there and i'm sure they do i'm sure they have private events right. there all the time so anyway we were able to stay there we were invited we were only going to be able to stay for the for the one night they were there for a four-day tour of, of several wineries wow. and so they were pseudo working so we get there on saturday 
We met them at a winery, had some amazing tours. It was super fun. And, you know, when you're kind of doing the VIP thing where you're not just an average Joe walking in off the street, mm-hmm. they really treat you differently. And it's because they know that ultimately they're going to sell wine to you, right. you know, to a store or whatever. And so it's so, very so different. Your, your tastes are usually like half a glass, basically. They were heavy pours, yeah. which was lovely. And so what I forgot was that producer Deb had actually left earlier in the morning when we were still at home. He had gone to the Sportsman's Expo with his brother and a bunch of their friends and his right. friends. They all met there. They had um, they tailgated with a Bloody Mary bar and then they Aww. went inside and had some beers, looked at, you know, all the new hunting and fishing and boats and trucks. And, you know, they did the whole boy thing. Sure. Planning their retirements when they would be spending every day <laughs> Killing and fishing fishing. and stabbing things with knives. Yes, exactly. And so he got back and he seemed perfectly fine. I'm sure he was perfectly fine. So then we start drinking wine. And so then we go back to this gorgeous farmhouse and Karen is hosting. So she made a lovely dinner. There was like almost 10 people there. And I think we drank total like 12 bottles of wine. I mean, there was like no, it was a lot of wine. Now almost like a bottle of person. Yes. And so we were sitting at the table playing Cards Against Humanity, which is a really fun that game. That is a and fun game, yeah. And then the music starts coming out. Now, these are all people who are much older than we are. Okay. So we're listening to a lot of um, <sighs> Dire Straits. Van Morrison. Um, Van Morrison. Yeah. Rolling Stones, which is fine, but I'm, it's just not my cup of tea. And, you know, right. after a while, they're the kind of songs that I change immediately. When I hear them on the <laughs> radio too. or whatever, I'm like, oh my god! I'm no. not a fan of the Rolling Stones. Mitch Jagger, cre- I, he creeps me out. I'm just the lips, man. There's yeah, weird it, lips. it's the whole, it's the whole maw, you know. I mean, I realize we're supposed to be respectful, like he's their legendary and stuff. Sure, but I, just, I don't care. I don't like him that much. Anyway, yeah, well, so was Bill Cosby. He was a legend. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? At one point, <laughs> he is. He still is legendary, apparently, <laughs> just for different things, just for a different way. So. I now I am drunk, but I'm not shitty. You know, I'm just feeling really good. Okay. And I sweat I switched to water like an hour before anybody else did. Good. Good. So I was hydrating and I was I had my faculties and Daryl is knee deep in a conversation with his father. He has no idea how much he's drinking. He oh literally has lost and his dad can out drink anybody. Well, yes. I mean, we're talking about a war veteran and a seasoned veteran of the police force. Retired. retired. I mean, he's hardcore, rough and and tough. And he's not a small guy. Well, he's lived like three men's lives. Yeah, no, I mean, he can handle anything. He can handle his own. He can really handle himself. And so Daryl is not like that yet, or hopefully never will be. But it's just. Daryl isn't. Well, his father paved the way so Daryl doesn't have to be that way. (laughs) That's kind of the way I look at it. So I'm feeling good and I'm hating the music. So what do I do? I whip out my iPhone and I start playing the Bee Gees. Oh, because that's better. Because it's better. And I'm like, in around in the morning. Okay, I was. Did you go? I I was going to say, did you go slower? Did you go? And darling, I I just want to be everything. No, I did not. I started slow because it was the only one that I could find immediately. I hear it. By the way, I move my wall. No, I did not use the intro to Saturday Night Fever. (laughs) But what was weird is I turned it on and I'm swaying back and forth, living, you know, in my own little world. (laughs) Like, yay, Jamie, music. (laughs) 
was sick of the dire straits. And all of a sudden, I hear it in stereo. And I'm like, what? And I turned to my left and Karen's brother was there and he had the same song. And so he switched it and put it on so that it was the Bee Gees playing. Oh, how funny. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yay. No more Van Morrison. It was awesome. So well, it was a really good. fun evening. So did Daryl get up and dance? or your, what? No, but around one o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. He, he had gone to the bathroom downstairs and then I got a text message. <laughs> And it said, I'm going to bed now. And I'm like, oh, all right. Clearly going to the bathroom, things came out in, in multiple directions, I'm guessing. I don't know. No, he didn't. He didn't vomit or, or nothing. And he's just like, I'm going to bed now. And I'm like, OK. I said, well, I guess Daryl's heading up to bed. So I'm I'm going to bed too. I'm like, all right, good night, good night. So I go into our room where we are upstairs and I go to the bathroom and I come to bed and, you know, I'm feeling, you know, I'm swimming a little bit, but nothing major. And uh, he is like doing this. He's laying down. He's like, huh. you know, that's he like start- clutching the bed sheets because he's he's on one of those like <laughs> tilt a whirl spinny things. <laughs> I'm not sure he's aware that he was doing it, but he was doing those, you know, the, that light breathy moan you do when you know it's oh not God. going to end well for you that's that, that's the sound of like <sighs> preeminent vomit <laughs> yes so because you think if you can like moan it out then maybe you won't actually throw up maybe you can convince your body look i'll i'll give you something i will start breathing heavily and i'll make some sounds it's like the five stages of grief <laughs> it is it really is and so i went to sleep so we're laying in bed and all of a sudden um i hear daryl breakfast and i look at my clock and it's 9 30 oh my god I'm like wow well i mean considering what time we went to bed it wasn't like we slept the day away but i was like oh shoot i go well the first wine tasting this morning is at 11 so if i get up now i'll be ready to go <laughs> by 11 so when you got up and looked in the mirror what did you what did, did it say i'm not going wine tasting at 11 i knew i wasn't going <laughs> I knew I wasn't going, but I had a wine headache. I was not hung over. So I took an Imitrex and within, by 10 o'clock I was great, but they had already, they had left a little bit. They had already left. Right. But I turned to Daryl and he was yellow. He was so sick. God, it almost sounds like he was like, almost sounds seasick. He looked like he had just gotten out of surgery. Oh, is how he looked. You know God. that look. And so he was texting his dad. He's like, Dad, I can't. I can't even function right now. I'm so ill. And so I wish they um, had that service because in Vegas they have this service called Heavenly Hangovers I where they will actually have an IV like come to your room like a phlebotomist and will administer an IV full of not only saline but like all these vitamins and everything like that to help yeah. you cure yourself of your hangover. But I they s- don't have those here. No, they don't have them anywhere. I swear to God, Paula, I thought of it. We need to start a franchise. If we could call right now and have someone intravenously feed him, he'd probably be okay. You could have so- probably taken him to the al- uh, hospital and said he had alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I he wasn't that bad. No, but I mean, they would have given him an IV. Maybe. So he got up and immediately started puking. Uh, yeah, like he... It would have been better to do it the night before. You would think. And so he threw up. He comes in and he's like... He looks at me and his hair, he looks like Mr. Heat Miser from the Santa Claus movie. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he looks at me, he's like, I threw up dinner. <laughs> I was oh, like, I'm God. so sorry. So he I'm didn't so even sorry. digest. Nothing. 
And so he lays back I'd down. Be like, and welcome to morning sickness. I'm just saying that's what it's like. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I remember throwing up things and I'd be like, I ate that seven hours ago. Why is that <laughs> Why still, is it still there? Stomach? I know. So I said, oh, no. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I go, well, what can I do for you? What can I get you? And he's like, he stole my water in the morning. He took my bottled water and started chugging it and i'm like well and like every that man, ship is sailed I every guess you're man that. For, his, for himself yeah i'm like well like. i guess that's no longer mine because i'm not drinking out of it anymore oh god no so they left i slept for a good hour because it was super quiet i got up got ready and i'm like okay i got him some pellegrino i got him some crackers i got him some not one human being in that house had any advil and daryl forgot to pack it and so I gave him an Imitrex and he immediately threw it up. And I'm like, oh, great. There goes $10 down well, the toilet. Well, that's what I was going to say, because, you know, you only get so many of those. Yeah, every. you only get like God, 12 a month. Annoying. It was a little yeah. annoying, but it, I felt bad because I thought, well, it works for me. So maybe it'll work for him. I stayed with him and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and venture out to the grocery store and buy you the real deal. I'm going to get you Excedra migraine. I'm going to get you some smart water, ginger ale. I mean, I'm done with this. But he was so helpless. I didn't, I was looking at him going, God, I actually feel sorry for you. Because normally I don't when it's alcohol induced. But I did feel bad. So he in was his really mind, sick. he was thinking he's like the scales have tipped. I'm on the <laughs> other side of death. <laughs> I know. Please take me. Take me now. One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the ugly truth lip and clip. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link to shop for high-quality makeup and beauty supplies. And now back to the Ugly Truth. Of course, his dad and Karen are sending him text messages going, oh, we miss you so much. This is so beautiful here and da-da-da. And I'm like... I'm torn because I don't want to leave him because I'm not, he's not quite stable yet. And so <laughs> I went to the store and I got all the goods, came back. And of course, when I'm at the store, of course, I had to go behind the one woman who has decided to utilize her time in line to strike up a conversation with the cashier oh and isn't leaving. And well, it's a Sunday in Napa, for God's sake. So how's your shoulder, Barbara? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I just want to get out of here. And so clearly... You're just like, I have Advil. If it hurts, here, just let me buy it. <laughs> yeah. The pace is much slower in St. Helena, apparently, on a Sunday morning. And so I get home and I said, all right, here we go. And I gave him all the stuff. I go, I want you to drink all this water before you go to bed tonight. So start now. Here's your, here's your Excedra migraine, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm leaving. He goes, where are you going to go? And I said, I'm catching up with everybody. I, I, he, he's like, okay, go. Yes. Because he felt really bad. And he's like, yes, go, please. You know, don't stay here with me any longer. And I'm like, all right, bye. And I walked out the you door. You left him? I did. I can't believe you. Why? I thought, what if anything, you would have suggested that you two leave and go home. So about two o'clock. No, it was later than that. It was about 2.30. And we're at our second winery. And um, he texts me. He goes, well, I'm feeling like a million percent better. My head doesn't hurt. And if it's not too much trouble, I would love to be picked up and finish the rest of the day. Oh, okay. Now, wineries close at four, though. Most of them close at four. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. And so I said, well, I think they want to try to go to one more. It's out of the way to come and get you, but I will totally come and get you because I don't want you to miss everything and just be sitting by yourself at the house and we're leaving you know we're leaving right. that day so i said yeah i'll come and get you so i came and got him i found him sitting at the dining room table with three crackers 
and he's leaning against he's leaning against the chair and i said are you sure that you want to get in a car right now i mean you don't look well right he's like, i'm going to power through it and i go okay we're not in a place where you should be powering through anything now whose car were you guys in mine Ah, my Mustang. That's why you didn't want him powering through. It'd be like, puke in your own car. Don't puke in mine. Throw up along the side of your own vehicle. But um, he was fine. So he got in and we went. And of course, everything was closed. So we ended up turning back around and coming home and or coming back to the house. Right. And then we ultimately had to leave because we had to pick up Malia at, in Davis at a cheer competition. Right. Now, of course, his father... He's like, oh, look at my son, the pussy, who can't drink his Aww, wine. Aw, that's mean. <laughs> he, come on, he knew he he knew it was coming. Well, that's he true. He knew it was coming. They're like, hair of the dog, dude. You should have had a shot. And he's like, Whoa. it's like, no, it was so bad. So unlike the movie, The Hangover, this event was not nearly as funny. It was not funny right. at all, actually. And there were no photos. But I will say that the times that Daryl wasn't puking. It was an amazing week. It was an amazing 24 hours. Oh, there you go. Met some really great people and another person that I'll talk about later. Well, good. All the while, I myself was at home watching not one, not two, but three bad television shows. (laughs) So I was so excited. Remember, I told you I was like freaking out because all these shows were coming back. So Celebrity Apprentice. So the first night they did it and Keisha Knight-Pulliam, who played... What did she play? Rudy Huxtable? I think she played Rudy on the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show. Mm -hmm. And so she was the team leader or the project leader for whatever they were trying to do at the time. And so because it failed, she wound up getting fired. Awesome. The next night, there were two tasks, I guess. And so two people got fired. Kevin Jonas, Mm. which apparently him and Geraldo Rivera were going like head to head. I did see that part. Geraldo is in to win it. He's a beast. Yeah. He's really manipulating things well. I did watch that most of that episode. Well, no, I saw the end. I should say I saw the end of the episode and I saw Kevin Jonas walking out and getting into the the whatever limo or whatever. Right. And all I could say out loud because Daryl was doing something. I said, why? Are all these men wearing suits that are like two sizes too small for them? The I mean, style. they can barely they're button wearing them. The skinny suit. That's the style. It doesn't look right. It looks like they're wearing suits that shrunk like from the 1920s, like a bunch of Charlie Chaplin's walking around. It's weird. And, you know, the suits are like $3,000, $5,000 suits. It's who knows? You it's know what? Strange. I, I would have to talk to like some fashion designer. I mean, God knows what they would put us in, Jamie. What are your Jesus. Su- Paula. Can you imagine if we had a designer no. and then they'd be like, here, wear this. I'd be like, are you out of your mind? I'm like, no, not even with four I'm layers like, of Spanx would I wear that. What's wrong with wear you? It. So, okay. And so in the same okay. episode, Gilbert Godfrey got voted mm. off, which to me, I'm just like. He did? Well, he's an easy target. That's yeah, the thing. Is, that's is true. He's not like, you know, a gunner like Geraldo Rivera, but yes. he's also not going to be like a troublemaker or someone who, or, or not a troublemaker, um, mm-hmm. someone who's going to like, you know, go out there and do all these right. great things. Like he's just kind of a, meh, he's a putz, you know I mean? Yeah, he's an odd duck anyway. So he he's, was an easy target. Easy so he got mm-hmm. voted off. So then this last episode, Jamie Anderson, which was, she was the female Olympic gold medalist from Tahoe. Oh, the skier. Yeah. She okay. got voted off. And then Terrell Owens got voted Cheo! off. 
Which kind of surprised me because I thought he was actually going to have better luck. So there's still 11 celebrities left. So Kate Goslin's still flying under the wire, huh? Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I watched, I couldn't watch more than five or 10 minutes of it. I'll have to be, I I just can't do it. But what I've noticed is they're either saving the drama of Brandy Glanville and Kate Goslin for towards the end of the season. Or they're really just trying to keep their mouth shut and stay through as long as they can. I think right now, like I said, there's still 11 celebrities That's left. That's a lot. That's and a lot most left. of them, most of them are actually the girls because yes. the guys team vortex, um, <laughs> you know, they've had one, two, three people voted off. The girls have mm. only had two. So yeah. now it's down to, you know, six and five. But if they make it through... And it gets down to where there's like, you know, four girls on one team and like four girls on the guy team. Mm -hmm. Then I think things are going to start to get ugly. So, I mean, (laughs) we're one episode away, in my opinion, from hair getting pulled out and, you know, fake nails breaking. Right. It'll be interesting. On both sides. Yes. (laughs) It'll be be interesting to see. You'll have to try to sit through it. I mean, it's really... To me, it's unwatchable. I can't. I cannot do it. Well, I'm, it's on for two hours, so it's a I mean, long you show. can kind of thumb back through it and watch another show and just kind of like, I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like you're not really missing it if you if you don't watch every single second. Yeah, you know, and as you long know, as you watch the key parts of you know the outcome, right. who the project leader was, and how much money they raised versus the other team. Well, what's funny about shows like that, and and I have not seen one frame of The Bachelor ever in my life. I, I never have I either. Just, I no. can't. The, the concept of women competing for a man makes me want to vomit. So I don't understand that. There's no such thing as a man so important of women fighting over one dick. It's weird to me. But I mean, to me, the concept of you know, 20 women kissing the same guy makes me want to throw up. Why don't you just lick a glass that's been sitting on a bar? That just like makes me want to like Listerine my own mouth. Gross. Ooh. I I don't get that part. But so the other show we were talking about was My Husband Is Not Gay. Yes. I was a little confused at first, no pun intended, when I started watching the show because they kept saying my husband is not gay. And I'm like, okay, but I thought the whole premise of the show was the fact that your husband has homosexual tendencies. Right. Basically, here's the deal with this show. Okay. It profiles these three married couples and this one single guy. The three married couples, all of their husbands have something called SSA. Could you guess what SSA is? sexual side effects no i don't know it's same sex attraction oh they don't call it gay no because being gay is a lifestyle and a choice and you are actually actively you know doing sinful okay so you're actually being gay okay so basically they are saying my husband has ssa you know but we work with it we work through it you know it's something he'll always have you know blah 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 so they basically make it seem like not that it's a disease or anything like that but it's almost like it's a disorder okay so the two couples that have been married like nine and nine and eight years or something like that both of their girls found out during courtship because that they had this issue. Right. Because he, here's the other thing is they all are Mormon. Like, right. The, like, active, I, well, I, I figured. Active Mormon in the church. You know, so, so gay is not an option. 
well, it is. They would just wouldn't be able to be in the church. And That's what so, I mean. When you're fact, when you're practicing a Mormonism, homosexuality is not an option. No. In fact, okay. one of the ladies, she says, I get offended when someone calls my husband gay because <gasps> she's just like, he has SSA. Heavy. Are there? Okay. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. I know we're treading on sensitive topics, but mm-hmm. I have to know, are there wives like muscular or handsome women? Are they um, handsome? I mean, no. they're not. I bet they're not super girly. I wouldn't say that. Well, the wife, she's a little burly, I guess you could say. Okay, now that you mention it. see, you know, if you're if you're going to know one couple said they have sex one, two times a week. That's more than me. No, I'm that's, kidding. <laughs> that's what I said. And I'm just like, I don't, you know, and I'm and I'm like, and, and I like to have sex with men, you know, and yes, and I, and, I, and I sleep next to one every night. And I but I mean, you know, it's not like he. It, it's just bizarre. And so strange. Well, how does it I mean, is this a series or was this series, like a one time show? No, it's I think it'll it'll continue to profile these couples. So what mm. I was about to tell you, though, is so yeah. they're playing basketball at this you know park and there's okay. other guys playing basketball. And so the one says to the other, because like I said, they're almost like each other's sponsors, you know, mm. for danger zones. And so he says, yeah, I'm having um, a danger zone issue. And they're like, oh, with what? And he's like, oh, that guy over there in the red shirt, let's say. You mean a boner? No, he's just having like a like an attraction. And he says, well, <laughs> what know- what level of danger are, are we talking about here? Ten! Ten! So there's, there's his one to five. One oh, being okay. like, five, you know. Five! One is like one glance, you know. Five is like. I can't stop staring at this person and I want to like. So they're treating it, it like alcoholism level. or something. Kind of. And so he says, uh, he's like, I bet a two and a half. And he's like, okay. He's like, that's doable. You know, you know and what? That is a little weird. Then the wives show up. But this was the funny thing was, is so you know, all the guys were talking and they're like, yeah, we should do some camping trip or something or blah, blah, blah. So the, the wife, all, so no. the guy said to his wife, he's like, yeah, he's all, we're all thinking about doing a camping trip. She shut the door and turned around and looked at him like, are you out of your mind? And she's just like, <laughs> Who's all going on the camping trip? Me and the guys. Because she's like, I trust my husband, but I don't trust others. And so I think that's Uh, the risky part about it is, is you're hanging out with these couples. They're all gay. No, Well, they... Have okay, you know what? Listen, this is our show. I can say they're gay <laughs> if I want to. I'm not being politically correct. They're freaking gay. But on the same token, they could be attracted to each other, too. They probably are. For God's sake, it's like being thirsty and being in the Fiji water factory. I brought the truth. You can't handle the truth. So the other show, though, that you would think would be one note, but has been back for what now? Five, the fifth season? Sister Wives. Oh, yes. Sister Wives. <laughs> My weird obsession with death and polygamy. I've been trying. So you're going to have to catch me up because I've been trying. I'm trying to watch it. But if every time I put it on, Victor's just like, can we watch something else, please? I'm like, all right, Which, fine. God. Listen, that is why I DVR it. And that is why I watch it when I work out. Because I am the only one. Well, who, I can't watch it with my, you know, five-year-old walking around. And My point is, is that I watch it when no one is wa- judging me. And I can watch it like the night that we had all those people over for the UFC party a couple weeks ago and Daryl hit the DVR and you saw my programs. (laughs) That's like having someone look at your iPod. It's embarrassing. You turned around and looked at me and you're like escaping polygamy, Jamie. You're like, don't look at my stuff. I'm like, stop looking at my stuff. I feel like you're looking at my medicine cabinet. Shut off. It's true. It's so embarrassing. I'm like, stop looking at my freak flag. God. So give me the quick and dirty on Sister Wives. Why is it back for another season? I will tell you why. 
they are backing off of editing the show. And what I mean by that is we're starting to see the real people more than we did initially. For example, they use profanity with each other when they're angry. There is way more fighting and tension this time around. And the thing is, is I don't think that's new. I think that they are lessening on the editing and showing them to be who maybe a little more of who they really are. And so it's a little interesting to see that they leave this incredibly fundamental way of life and now real life and having a show and all this other stuff is starting to really impact the way they are. Right. So they always appeared to be miserable to us. Right. I mean, to me, it was clear that they these women do not like each other. And I don't know what, what this dude has other than this is a religious thing for them mm-hmm. and not a sexual thing. Right. But now you're really getting to see what was probably a very structured environment now that's being released and now we're seeing these these people are starting to figure out that they don't like each other very much and now you're never going to have anybody admit that on a show about family well but it's very clear now that they're in vegas they all have their own places that's given them their own individual like their own identities whereas when they lived in utah they all lived in one big house together so there's no talk about getting a fifth or a sixth wife or anything no more wives but we'll see it's just interesting that all the kids are growing up and graduating. Like, I think four or five of them are out of high they're school. All, they're all going back to Utah. They all, like, they all leave. None of them want to be home. And none of them want to be polygamous. None no, of they them. they want to get the F out. out of there. Yes. That's got to be sad. That would be tough as a parent. I mean, assuming yeah. that you would even, you know, you could even get off your own high horse to recognize what was happening. I don't but. know. That would be really humbling, though, to have all your kids taken off and going, I will never do what you do. And they're very mm-hmm. adamant about it, too. They're like, I will never be a polygamist. So um, very I interesting. Guess only time will tell. It so, is. Well, I guess it's time for our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Sponsored by Amazon. If you like to do shopping and you shop on Amazon, why not go via our link? And when you do that, it kicks some money back to the show for whatever you purchase. And so just go to uglytruth.com, click on Ugly Mall, and then any of our Amazon links. We also have Avon and um, some other fun stuff for you to check out. So uh, get to shopping, friends. You have one? I do. All right. So it's technically... I didn't have to suffer the embarrassment. However, mm-hmm. I should have probably checked into it a little more. So Olivia comes to me last week and, you know, they do this thing at her school where they wear spirit wear or they'll do like, you know, college day. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. They know, have theme days. So, theme yeah, days. so everyone has to wear these themes and whatever classroom has like the best participation wins a trophy. And then with that, they usually win like, you know, an ice cream party or like a movie party or something like that. So Olivia's class won for, I think, the college thing. And so they get they were going to be able to go watch a movie in the multipurpose room. Cool. 
And so she says, yeah, it's going to be like our movie pajama thing. And you get to bring a blanket and a stuffed animal and, you know, oh like a kind of like a slumber party. Okay. And I'm like, OK. And so I'm reading, you know, the, and we get the email sent saying, you know, reminder, tomorrow's movie day, blah, blah, blah. Well, it doesn't say anything about all the stuff. And so I was just like, oh, OK. You know, well. So the next day, Olivia picks up the pajamas that she's wearing. She's wearing her head to toe footy pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, she puts on her little pink boots, gets her jacket on. So I drive her to school. I started to walk her to class and I'm looking around and I'm like, I don't see anybody else in pajamas. Oh, no. And so oh, no. I walk her into the classroom and and uh, the teacher kind of was writing something, glances up and then glances back down. And I'm like, is uh, today pajama day? And she's like, uh, no, it's movie day, but no, oh, no pajamas. My God. I look down at Olivia and her face is pale and she's doing like a hard swallow oh, because no. she doesn't want to take off her jacket it's like the word it's like a bad dream it's like showing up naked she's wearing a onesie footy pajama with like pink glitter boots and her jacket oh and everyone God. else is kind of looking at her like what is she doing like why is she wearing pajamas today and so the teacher's like no it'll be fine and i'm like well olivia I'm like, do you want to go change and she's like no it'll be okay so she stayed in her onesie footy pajamas and she wore pajamas to school her class is literally like three hours long i know so i mean by the time i took her home and brought her back it would have been half over so so she stayed i felt so bad though i was so but i mean i when i got in the car i started laughing (laughs) i would have laughed laughed so hard i just felt so bad because like when i looked down at her she was just like she was trying to unzip her coat and she was going really slowly like like, "Um, i don't really want to take this off and then she you know she was kind of pale and i could tell her mouth was all dry and you know she's probably she probably relaxed and somebody's probably like why couldn't i wear pajamas to school today what well you know that's the thing is kids still at their age i'm surprised at how much they don't care about so they don't she was totally fine when i picked her up she was running with her jacket and backpack and yeah she didn't care she's she's like yeah and so she's like we watched the movie today but she's like they wouldn't let me take you know soft blankie with me i'm like well i don't you know i don't think think... we need to do that so i said next time mom clearly needs to investigate before i just assume that like the five-year-old knows what she's talking about because the five-year-old said no we can wear pajamas i'd be like okay she probably didn't think you'd even follow through with it and that she wouldn't actually get to get away with it you know Well, no, when the look on her face, I think she legitimately thought everybody would be wearing pajamas. And so when she was looking around, she was thinking to herself, like, why is no one wearing pajamas? (laughs) She's like, why am I the only one? I thought we had an agreement. What happened to the arrangement that we made? I thought today was pajama movie day. I don't get it. So mm, that is anyways, so it was funny. I felt, but I'm like that is such a campus thing to do. Though. Oh my god! So to get beyond. something like that wrong, like you know, yeah, it's like going to a costume party and it's not a costume party. <laughs> hey right? girls, cute costumes, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like that Bridget Jones's diary when she shows oh my up god. as like a Playboy bunny. <laughs> well, yeah, just like re- well, it's like it's like a Legally Blonde. She gets invited to a party. They tell her it's a costume party. Yeah. No, that's what it was. Yeah, she's that's like, hey, it girl, was. it's a super fun party. Yeah. <laughs> she's standing there in a Playboy Good outfit. Good for her that, that she was too dumb to know. Yes. That, well, that's true. Okay. So anyways, I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet, but I have okay. to kind of build it a little bit. So this okay. this has to do with the evening when we were playing Cards Against Humanity. Okay. We were playing with uh, one, two, three, four, like six, six or seven people. And so you play by yourself. There's no teams or anything. 
Well, right. as the evening progresses, you know, people are getting drunker and drunker. And, you know, when so you're dealing more brazen. You, well, and, you know, yes, actually. Now, I will say that I met someone who we have a lot in common. And what's really funny is when I very first met her, we were at a winery and I turned to Daryl and I said, that woman is a total bitch. <laughs> so, of course, we completely hit it off. We're like BFFs by the end of the by the end of the That's weekend. So funny. So for those people who've never played Cards Against Humanity, why don't you briefly explain? It's like playing a match game. It's like you get these cards and you you have somebody reads a card and then you have all these other cards with really ridiculous answers. And you pick the most ridiculous answer you have and you give it to the person who read the card and they have to pick the best one. Like, for example, oh, okay. like, okay. yeah, like, for example, somebody said, I can't wait to blank out of blank. OK. And so mine was, I can't wait to get this ginger's testicles out of me. And I and I didn't <laughs> win. I was so pissed. I thought it was so great. So, I mean, you're trying to be as crude as possible. Right, right. And the one the one card that everybody wants and it's always agreed upon that it will win every single time hands down is big black dick and it never came up it never came up it was so funny in fact so much so that daryl's dad went through the deck of cards going where's that big black dick card like (laughs) he was so mad it never came up anyway so we're sitting around and you know we're drinking wine and we're laughing and we're being as crude as possible and it's really funny and i'm hitting it off with this woman who's sitting next to me and I'm not going to say who, who she is, but she's sitting next to me. Well, she had been eating some chocolate cause they, we had this really dense chocolate to eat with this red wine that we were drinking and she had a little mm. piece on her shirt. And so I leaned over and I said, Oh, you have a little piece of chocolate. And she's like, Oh, thanks. You know? And so, you know, nothing benign. I didn't right. massage her breasts, didn't poke anything. <sighs> I literally lifted a piece of chocolate off of her shirt and put it on a napkin and okay. so anyway, so she's on my left, Daryl's on my right, and Daryl's dad is next to Daryl and they're talking. So this woman that I just met that evening, she was sitting across from me and she's like, so are you two partners to me and this lady? She goes, so are you guys in a partnership? Are you guys partners? Or and she looked at me, she goes, are you married or what's the deal? And I'm like, well, the deal is. I just met this woman today and I married to this one over here. And she's like, oh, someone thought you were a lesbian. Yes. Or wasn't sure what my deal was. And so now now listen, Paula, in this day and age, apparently it's not appropriate to be offended or angry when someone asks you if you're gay or what your deal is. Why so, can't you be offended when someone asks your quote unquote deal? So I just, I said no. And I explained, I told you what I just said. I'm actually getting kind really? of, my adrenaline's kind of pumping even right now. Is it? I'm getting are like. Are you getting hot and bothered? No, no, the opposite. I'm getting, my Irish is getting worked up. I'm getting kind of mad again. Cause I this was kind was of This was all mad. because of the piece of chocolate? I don't think so. But I, that's the only thing I could think because I wasn't sure. Because I was like, I wasn't pawing this lady i mean she's a mother she's in her 50s you know we just happened to hit it off and so i said no i'm married to this guy here daryl and she's like oh okay and i said um i guess it's appropriate i guess i should be flattered that you think i have options i I don't really know what to say to that so we moved on with the game and you know knowing me i would have been a total bitch and be like yeah but you know what feel free to use that in the file later well (laughs) hold on so she starts she proceeds to start drinking just as heavily as the rest of us and so okay. 
she works with some who does she belong to anyway i don't know she's a friend of daryl's dad and wife so i she was a she was a surprise guest we nobody expected her to arrive she was invited she arrived and it was it was a pleasant surprise for them and great i mean good for them so later she had started pontificating about this winery and she had the bottles of wine and she said you know um i you know i i donate a lot of my time a lot of community service with this and i really and she was just really passionate about her community service and she had indicated community service on a couple of occasions throughout the evening and so she was going on about that and it was everybody was listening to her and i said i'm sorry is this community service required (laughs) oh no and she just she just stopped (laughs) and stared at me and everybody said part of me kind of wondered myself because you're just like you keep talking a lot about community Community service And I like, you know, uh, how many hours are we racking here? A thousand? I know. Like, how often do you have to do this? And so I said, is this community service required? Like every 36 hour, like every Friday, Saturday? I mean, are you a weekend warrior? What's the and and she just looked at me and she started to stutter. (laughs) She's like, and I said, well, I'm just wondering. I mean, I'm just curious. I'm just curious what your deal was. I was wondering what your deal was. That's what I would have said. I would have been like, oh, I was just curious what your deal was. I did say that. Good for you. And so she she never answered. Well, then there you have it. So we have our answer. So it wasn't an awkward moment for me. I mean, I was talking to my hairdresser about this because he's maybe she maybe she had been to jail and now she was like all lesbo and she thought like you were good looking wool. I don't know. I real and I was telling my hairdresser, I said, you know, I realize that in this day and age, in the day of PC and, you know, free, free to be you and me, that it is <laughs> poo pooed. You're not allowed to be offended or annoyed that someone would dare ask your sexual pro- proclivity. In front of others. Apparently, that's just something we're not allowed to be mad about or, you know, insulted by. And I'm like, I have a huge wedding ring. And, oh, and that's the other thing. It doesn't matter anymore because so everybody Lesbians gets married. can't buy a huge wedding ring. Yeah, rings? exactly. I mean, and so possible. I was trying to, and Daryl's like, you know, he goes, I'll be honest with you. I thought you maintained your composure quite well considering who you are because I really expected it to be much worse than considering that. Considering who I am. As far it's... as my temper and, you know, my. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't offensive in the sense that I was furious, but I'm like, no. really, lady? We're you pretty open-minded. Don't even know so. me. Well, I was asked, I said, was I out of line for being even remotely offended by the fact that she was asking what my deal was in front of others as far as my sexual, you know, what I wanted sexually? He's like, no. He goes, but you know what? She was sensing your warmth. And I said, well, what does that mean? <laughs> warmth. What, what? Do I have some my, sort of aura? Am I exuding aura? heat? What, what do it? you mean? Yeah. And he goes, no. He goes, am I full of toxins? <laughs> you were, you Obviously, we're hitting it off with this woman in a obviously very platonic way, but but she recognized that clearly you had a connection with this person and maybe she just wanted some of it, you know, like who because it was so clear that you really liked this she person. wanted a piece of your connection. Maybe. And uh, so I, <laughs> I would have torn that conversation apart. Up, but anyways. <laughs> so anyway, I said, well, you know what it is? We're very open minded. Yeah. And- 
when it comes to, I mean, not to say that, you know, either one of us are lesbian, no. but I mean, it, it's almost comical to me if someone asked me if I was gay or bisexual or lesbian never... and, 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 and I probably would ask them, what did I do? No, but what makes you think I am? I'm kind of curious. Like, right. you know, I, you know what I, was I did just get my hair trimmed or, you know, <laughs> my hair's a little bit shorter. I know. Do I need lipstick? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I normally it was just a, it was her. I think it was just the way she asked it that I couldn't wait. I was finding I was trying to find something to put in my holster to get her back, Wow. which I hate when I do that, when I plot out things like that. But I just can't help myself sometimes. And it's like the second you leave yourself open, I'm coming mm-hmm. in and I'm going hey, sometimes to Sometimes the plotting and the stewing, you know, it just it's just my genetic DNA. I don't know. I just couldn't no, wait to happens. find a way. So here's well, the th- that's just the thing about you and I is we can never just <laughs> can't just let things go, leave things go. No. It's like when something, you know, like I mentioned offline, something that had happened to me, <laughs> like that's not done. No, that's not over. No, it's, it's done so, when you say it's done. It's closed when I say it's closed. Right. Like when I right. when you, we feel at peace with it. So yes, I applaud right. your comeback. That was very UG worthy. It was and incredibly in fact, UG. I give you 20,000 points this week to you and your partner. Well, so. thank you. Although I will say that she left early in the morning the next day. So From your bedroom? or from Yes, from my bedroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Ugly Truth mobile app is now available for Droid and Apple users. To get more info and download the links, visit UglyTruth.com slash app. And thanks for helping out. Now, let's get back to the uglies. Well, before we wrap up, football's pretty much kind of done now, right? Well, fantasy football is done, but obviously we're still, we're, I think we're one oh. weekend away from finding out who goes to the Super Bowl. You're talking to the person that knows nothing, so. I, you know, the second that my fantasy football league ends, I no longer really follow the games unless, you know, God forbid the Raiders, which it hasn't been, say, it's been the like Raiders 15 years. If the Raiders or the Niners are in it, then I'm getting, and, and you know what, regardless of who's in it, Ryan will want to watch. So yeah. I mean, I, I will it. definitely be watching the Super Bowl and, and yeah. I, I am curious to see how things play out. But overall, once the fantasy football league ends, I'm kind of like, eh, I check out a little bit. So, so then your fantasy football league ended when? Um, A few weeks, like a couple of weeks ago. Well, after when playoffs began. The week before is when it ends. So whenever that, like three weeks. So you drew number one, right? I did. I had the number one pick. I chose Peyton Manning and he served me well. I ended up in the championship round and I was battling for first place and I didn't win. Peyton Manning, something has happened to him. I don't know what, but, you know, something has not gone well for him in the postseason. So he's did not do me any favors and I came in second place. But what was funny is that I had forgotten somewhat that I was entitled to any kind of winnings because I was just like, well, second place isn't too bad. I mean, last year I came in last place. So that's a pretty good comeback. And so... So you were just happy about the placement, not necessarily... I was. So there were... So is it like first, second, third gets prize money? Or yes. how does it work? Yeah, I think it's first first through third. Um, unfortunately, with the men that I play with, they do so many transactions that they almost always end up owing. 
they never actually win any money because they've been oh, well they don't they have money they, this isn't about the money for them this is about bragging rights and just getting together and having something to do during the football season you know these guys have been playing together for like 25 years so the fact that they even allow me to play is to me is very honorable i love it that i get to play with these guys good so second place and i do play quite conservatively so i won 108 dollars hey that's I know. not bad i thought that was pretty cool you should like go to target or something or like <laughs> i know i should go go to ulta i do that sometimes like when i've or when i win gift cards from work or something like that i'm like i'm only using this on myself i'm not sharing it with anyone no i'm not taking you out this is mine you should take that 108 dollars and only use it for yourself and on something that you wouldn't otherwise purchase, you know, like, it's, you know, you can't go and buy like, laundry soap or, you know. No, it's like, oh, we're really poor right now. Oh, but I have this $108. Well, that that kind of trumps that, actually. That's true. It does. We need milk. No. Like, Yay, I bought milk. No. Yes. But the winner, the first place guy won 170 well, that's not that big of a difference. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, well, you know, to me, the, the, the second place is actually better than the money simply because they were literally thinking about ending playing if I won. <laughs> so oh, they're like, if I'm, they were never going to do that. Listen, boys are boys, no matter how old they are. This is the 50s. Just tell them you're a lesbian. <sighs> It doesn't matter. That would be worse, actually. So, yes, I, I'm very pleased with my finish, con- considering that I probably should have won and did not. But that's OK. It was fine. Wait, before we leave. Yes. Before we wrap this up, why are we not talking about this cat that you have? Because I don't want to. Okay, Do you have the cat so, still? Buddy. Oh, my God. You named it. I did not name the cats. The cat, okay, so here's the thing is I don't know how the cat, I would say the cat is maybe like four or five months old. It's not like a baby kitten. It's a juvenile. But it's it's not older. He was running around in the bushes out in front of our apartment complex, I would say last weekend. Okay. And he was playing with some of the dogs. And so we thought it was super funny. And so as the night progressed, we heard something in the bushes and the cat was like wrestling around in the bushes. And I'm like, is that little kitten still over there? And I'm like, it's getting cold. And oh, so I'm no. just like, where, you know, so he was just wandering around. He didn't really he have had anywhere. No, somebody dumped him off there. He didn't have anywhere to go. And so I'm Homeless like, it's kitty. cold. I'm like, he's a little kitten. And I'm like, I'm like, let's just, why don't we take him to the SPCA tomorrow? You know, mm. but we'll, you know, we can just bring him in for the night. So we mm-hmm. brought him in. And then that's when, you know, we discovered he had fleas. Of course he does. So I'm just like fabulous. So Victor ran out and bought, you know, flea shampoo, all the stuff. We wound up giving him a bath and Dawn soap. But then my big dog, Bo, got fleas. And so now he is scratching himself (sighs) head to toe. So we treated him. Yes. The kids just absolutely fell in love with the cat. Olivia uh, is all over the cat. uh, Well, yeah. When I had mentioned that, you know, well, the cat might have another house, then Olivia started sobbing because she's just like, you know, well, why can't we just have him here? And so because you have four animals and you live in an apartment, we haven't committed to keeping the cat. Is he growing on you? No, I I would be fine taking him tomorrow. Because remember last week when we were talking about how whenever I get baby fever, I ask for an animal instead. 
Yeah. I figured that if you were raging baby fever, that this little little dude would be a good thing for you. You'd be happy to have it. You'd be like, oh, he no. needs us. No, I don't. I don't want another pet. You know I what? Just, I you really are, don't. <laughs> you don't have to admit it, but you are so much like our mother when it comes to animals well, that you don't want. I know. I feel bad. But like I'm I mean, dumping this thing off at the pound and it's the end of it. So I posted on Facebook because I'm like, this is, the, you know, the stray that Victor took. And he's like, the one that I took in. I'm just like, um, yeah, because I'm like, I said I didn't want any other pets. And he's like, I told you, know, I told you I'd put it outside. And I'm like, yeah, you left the front door open and said if he comes back in, then, you know, that means he wants to stay. Well, and geez, so, wonder what feral cats want more than anything is to be warm right. and fed. Right. And so, you know, oh he's the one that brought it in. He's the one that's been dragging his feet on getting anything done. And then the kids have been playing with him. And then no. the, Richter's like, oh, he's like, you know what? He looks like a buddy. Let's call him buddy. And <gasps> so, you know, all so Victor is the one that. That wants to. This is how I wound up with Toby and what? Honey for that money. You are outnumbered by animal. You know your house is going to smell so bad with all these. My animals. house already smells. You got to get rid of it. I. You got to get rid of it. I, You're I just going to have to do it when no one's home. I talked to Ryan about it and I said, "What if we just found him another family?" And Ryan's like, "I think it. He's see. I can reason with Ryan, and Ryan's reasonable. He's like, yeah. He's all that makes sense. He's all we've already got four pets. He's like, we don't need another one. Well, he's and a I'm logical, like, exactly. a logical young man. I'm like, thank. He's like me. I'm like, thank you. You know. But then I've got the two, you know, wet blankets over there in the corner. And yeah, but see, the thing is, is that this is. I mean, this is how I'll just lie and tell them that the family called. And this is not a back. democracy. I decide what happens. This is not a cheerocracy. This I make the cheer decisions here. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, come on. I know. Next week, if it's still here, then you know it's probably been kept. But I mean, I'm... I... Paula. Oh, my, you know what? Never mind. I'm trying... I can't reason with the unreasonable. I, I'm not why are you relinquishing your power over your own home over a i'm not just i'm just saying cat. i have almost i only have so much time in a day i literally have two and a half hours in the morning do you know how long it takes to Olivia dump a to cat school? off at the pound oh i don't know nothing so, you just dump this thing off and go it's been wandering around our apartment complex i i flea treated it and i gave it a bowl of food i already have two cats and two dogs he cannot stay and Find he's him a very home. cute. He would get adopted. I have he no would. doubt. He would. He absolutely so. would. I think he left the fold like <laughs> when he, mom was done nursing. He's like, he I'm out of here. Later. He, kind of. I think he just took off. And so. I will say in my experience, we have taken in three feral cats in our long life together. And none of them last. They always end up running away. They never stay. Well, he keeps tr he keeps trying to run out of the door. He want he's feral. He doesn't. They're like <laughs> they're like those wandering dudes that come into town, do a little side job, and then they take off. That's kind of how they are. Right. We had um, our black cat Chappelle that we had. I remember him. We yeah. loved him. He was the best cat ever. He stuck around for about four months, and he was totally feral. We took care of him, and he one day was just up and gone. Never saw him again. See, I'm just so afraid to let him go outside because he wants to go outside. But I'm like, what? I'm just afraid that you know, because it's it's so cold at night. I don't want to. You know what? That little cat has probably had more adventures than you've ever had. Probably. And you should let him go outside and see where he goes. I'd rather just take him to the SPCA, but then he'd be miserable. How He'd be trapped he be in a little cage where he can out here. He can roam free and eat mice and snakes in the field and enjoy his life 
Yeah, and then get killed on Elk Grove Boulevard because it's a busy street. <laughs> yes, that's true. All right, and then well, I could be pulling up and Olivia can see him dead on the side of the road. <laughs> it's like, is that Buddy the elf? No, no, it's not at all. No, it's not. It's it's garbage. It's just a, it's it's just a, a stuffed animal. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think that's a wrap for yes. this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us yet again for our nonsense and shenanigans. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week with some more action-packed ugly truthness, I guess. Yes. Well, and you so- know, there's there's a free UFC event this weekend that I'm watching with my Ooh, Cowboy is that Cerrone. This weekend? It is. It's Sunday. Okay. I'm going to watch it on Sunday, too. So we'll watch this. Sur- yeah. And Conor McGregor, he's going to be fighting. Conor McGregor, notorious. Oh, okay, okay. you know what? You'll see him and you'll know why I love him. You'll be like, oh, my God, yes. But man, my fingers are crossed for Cerrone. I just, you know, two weeks after a fight. Oof. It'll happen. We'll It'll see. Happen. I mean, so. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Anyways, well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for coming. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.